Welcome to the Chasing Brighter podcast, a show about self-discovery and lifestyle tips for moms. We are your hosts. I'm Kelly, a wife, mom of two, and an independent consultant with my own company in Chicago. And I'm Jessica, a wife, mom of three, and owner of my own outpatient mental health practice in Nevada. You're about to go on a journey of self-discovery as we chase a brighter you. Every single week, we will bring you new episodes that will cover everything from lifestyle and tips to more serious conversations about grief, life, and hardships. Whether it's a duo episode or we have a guest, you are guaranteed to pick up a new tool or feel less alone. This one is for the moms that have forgotten how to make time to keep their spark alive. Allow this show to be a reminder to always keep chasing a brighter version of you. Let's get into it. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Jess and I are continuing our theme of having a mindful and present holiday season. And today's episode, we are super excited to be talking about simplifying holiday entertaining. And Jess, I don't know about you, but I really am channeling my Martha Stewart and Ina Garten. I did a lot of research in preparation for this because what I have to say about this is anyone who's been listening to these episodes knows that I struggle with anxiety. I get really stressed out. I love to entertain but I try to do too much. And so this episode is about people like me, if any of y'all are out there who love to entertain, but really want to try to figure out ways to have a stress-free, meaningful gathering so you can be mindful and present. And also for people like me who go way overboard and maybe it's time to reel it in and refocus instead of trying to have this Pinterest perfect holiday how we can reel it in and just keep it simple and fun. Yes. And I'm really excited to share all of our tips with our listeners. I am so excited that you did so much research for this. I'm flying by the seat of my pants. You are a recovering Pinterest entertainer. So maybe you can talk through some of these things in terms of what's really worked well for you too. Yes, I want to talk about successes. I think what I want to encourage our listeners to do is just use what you have around the house and don't go crazy going and buying all this stuff for a party. I made centerpieces with decks of cards and we had this like game night. We had like Cards Against Humanity game night. And then I bought all of this like butcher paper to do like cones for fries to have different fry sauces and then we made sliders and it was just I think those touches are cute and nice but really what do you remember we talk about this so much you remember the feelings you remember hanging out with your friends and so it's there's so many things you could do to simplify and moving away from us cooking everything one of the things that I have been loving is I know we've I've asked you this question before but do you have Cafe Rio near you no it's a Mexican restaurant. Like a chain. Mm-hmm. It's fresh. You go in line, like a Chipotle or whatever. They're making fresh tortillas. But they do catering where you can order. So I order this. It's so inexpensive. It's like this nacho bar. And you get to pick beans, meat, their queso. And then I always just add on tortillas. And so people can make tacos. It ends up being a taco bar. It's about $225. And so far, I've served like over 10 people. 
So really like you, there are simple and inexpensive ways that you can cater. I just go pick it up. I have that trio crock pot. I put all the things in the trio crock pot, put the case in a crock pot, bam, no fuss, just hanging out with friends, not worrying about decorations. I think that's really great, especially for smaller gatherings. It really links to what I liked was one of our tips is about simplifying recipes. And the reason I think it's tied to that is I think there's a way that you can do some simple things when you're gathering. Like you said, you can cater. So Ina Garden recommends a four-dish strategy for easy entertaining. And so I really liked her advice, Jess. She said that she will pick something that she can make in advance, something that she can put in the oven and forget about, something that she can put on the stove, and then something that's served at room temperature. So there's four things that she can have done at once and that some of those things don't have to be all hot at the same time, which I thought was great. And yeah, even what you're talking about with catering, because you want to keep some of those things warm and there's, that's one of the hardest things I find too, is trying to like coordinate all of that. I know I'm saying not to go buy a whole bunch of stuff just for that party. That's really like being crazy with a theme, but we invested in chafing dishes Mm -hmm. and that was something that we use all the time. And I was like borrowing a friend repeatedly until we decided to invest in shapers. But I think that is a big stress is how to keep things warm. And like you're saying with your timing, what to do with things. So I like that room temperature idea and thinking about we've done before another nacho bar where I made the cheese and then I just purchased like carne asada, like already like here are the taco shops. You yeah. can just buy two quarts of carne asada or whatever. And then tell your friends, taco theme, bring what bring a dish. Yeah. So you can make the main dish, tell your friends what you're having and bring sides. You can just, what I want to do moving forward is just do a potluck. Everybody bring whatever. I don't think people, depending on how you're entertaining, Thanksgiving or like a dinner, a Christmas dinner, a main dinner would be different. One of our tips tied to that is really planning out your menu in advance. So figuring out what it is, what kind of event you want to have. And I think this is going to be great because it's also tied to the author, Priya Parker, of The Art of Gathering, which is our book of the a month, this month for our book club, and really talking about the purpose of your event and planning your menu around it. It doesn't mean what you're saying, Jess, right? It doesn't mean that you're cooking everything yourself because you want this to be a meaningful gathering for yourself. And so by putting in all that planning, it can take the stress off of you. And Martha Stewart says, Make it simple, make it clean, make it easy. And she talks about the fact that a good hostess knows how to maximize use of space, no matter how big or small the space is, and not making a complicated menu. And she talks a lot about the fact that most guests, you really only need to worry about one big dish, like focus on one big dish that you maybe want to make, or maybe you want to get one main dish catered, and then sprinkle in other things around that. Ina is all about maybe an app, maybe a main course and a dessert like you don't have to it doesn't have to be fancy yeah to your point even with a potluck I totally agree I'm excited to be invited to parties it's hard to entertain and I think everyone knows that so if I have to bring one dish I'll show up a big deal yeah well and just to talk about like food a little bit more I was telling a friend one of my hacks is when you get a dessert like any dessert cut it up and make it smaller and it goes. So I have a 
three-tiered tray I bought years ago. And you can go to any grocery store, like a Kroger by you, and they have big brownies. They're like three by three. And you just cut them into fourths and cut them in the fourths. And when you make things bite size, I never have leftover desserts. And have you seen that on Pinterest where you take a biscuit cutter and you cut like a whole pumpkin pie and you cut them in little circles? And I've done that with a pumpkin pie. Really? And like the pie is gone. It's crazy. Mom and dad get free pies every year from the casinos. They get a whole bunch of pumpkin pies. They bring them for years. They have gone uneaten. And when I cut them in little circles... Everybody eats them. them. You could just get anything and cut it in little squares, little slices, little circles. And then people want to just take a little something. I think that's true. If you're having, I think you and I are not talking about like a sit down gathering, right? We're talking about people hanging around the counter. I think it depends on the kind of holiday gathering you're having this time of year. And I think that if when you talk about the book, The Art of Gathering, if you're about people interacting and mingling, and I think then... Sitting to a big meal is di- is difficult to do versus people just grabbing little bites of things on a plate and walking around and hanging out versus maybe a smaller gathering of eight or less where you're sitting around a big table. We don't even have a dining table anymore because we never used it. It was like for a holiday. And so I got rid of the dining table and we just sit around our kitchen island, which has seating. But really when we entertain, I think going back to our decluttering expert, Amy Chinnitz of Smart, Spark Joy, New York, where you can borrow things. Mom and dad have small round folding tables. I borrow them every year. I have tablecloths for them. And so I just do little small tables around. I had read something a long time ago that you just need to have seating for two thirds of your guests because people mill around and wander about. And so just borrowing things from people to I help think that- set up. Yeah, I think that's good. And I think it makes sense just thinking about my own experience. I think it makes sense if you're having just an informal gathering. We hosted Christmas last year for Brian's family. And I would say for Christmas and in a lot of ways for Thanksgiving, at least for the families I attend, it's more of everyone eats at once. Everyone Mm -hmm. sits down at once. And so I think to your point, it's in going back to those entertaining tips, right? Know your space, adjust to it how you need to, making sure you have enough seats for everyone, figure out how to relegate the kids to the kid table somewhere, maybe out of sight, which worked well for us. We had, we put the kids down in the basement and that worked. Also thinking of the purpose of your gathering and in the art of gathering, it gives you permission that not inviting people is just as purposeful as who you're inviting. My issue in the past has been like inviting 25 to 50 people because I don't know how to cut people out because it's like, oh, this person is best friends with someone in my circle, but I'm not friends with them. But they're going to find out they're having the party. And then it's just gotten so crazy. Why don't I just think of something purposeful that is focused and just have two or three couples over? And then that's less stressful. Yeah, no, we've done all different sizes. I think trying to be more mindful even about the guest list and who will mesh well with who. I have a couple of friends that I guess everyone has friends who are social and will get along with anybody. It doesn't matter. You bring them over. There's others who just stick to their like comfort zone friends and they don't really Mm -hmm. step out. And so trying to be mindful. I'm curious about that chapter, being mindful about who you invite. I know we've been invited to other people's homes where I felt like it was like a random 
choice that we got invited and then we show up and ends up being really great. But I could tell that hostess was really thoughtful about thinking because we have kids. So if you're thinking about which kids like who, other kids, how are they going to get along, husbands and wives and who's going to get along. And sometimes you can do that, right? With family, you get what you get. Yeah. (laughs) We had every year for about six years, we hosted a big Oktoberfest until COVID. And that was something that we... It was our biggest party. You of the guys year. used to entertain we a lot. Crazy, where we went crazy, where we like really prepared food. I definitely recommend anything you could prepare in advance. So like the sauerkraut could be prepared in advance. The potato salad could be prepared in advance. The Justin made schnitzel. I made homemade pretzels. Those needed to be made day of. But we would decorate before, do a little bit each time. But I was going to say... That was our no kids. And we did real invitations, paper invitations for a long time, too. But I had looked up a cute little quote. I don't remember what it was, but it was anyways that no children were allowed. And that was always so fun because there's no kid drama. Yeah. When you're right, thinking of what kids get along with what and what, I think it's totally fine to say no children allowed. And that is just so stressful. Free. I think that's and anytime I get invited to a party like that, I think that's amazing too. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't think. Oh, look at those people. You're like, oh, good. Leave the kids at home. Yeah, I think that's totally fine. And yeah. I guess it's just about figuring out what kind of party you want. I did so for a fundraiser for school this year. We had this dinner party that we sold, I and mean, that was actually the only time we hosted. I think because our kitchen was renovated, we haven't really entertained a lot. And so I did all the things. I spent a lot of time preparing. I didn't stress out. I did everything. I made all the food. And it was mostly because people bought a ticket to this event. So I felt like Mm -hmm. I had to really make it worthwhile. But from the kid perspective, and this is another thing that I think in terms of entertaining is we actually, because there was a theme, we had some fun things associated with it. So we had like a photo booth thing that we made and I bought some like it was a luau thing so I bought some like tropical sunglasses and so there was a little bit and everybody came in and we gave them all lays and I think having some sort of a fun activity associated with your gatherings can sometimes be really helpful too because I think it helps to lighten the mood especially because we had many different families from school and they didn't know each other and so it helped break the ice a little bit Mm -hmm. yeah Again, going back to the purpose of it, or yeah, um, I like that. Do you remember mom and dad had dinner for eight? Yes. Which I oh, that was cool. They should wanted do that. Do that. But yeah. what they did was it was four couples. I think it was quarterly in the year. Each couple would host a dinner and it was a fancy dinner. Like they got dressed up and you mm-hmm. would host a sit down meal for all the couples. And I thought that was really cool. I think quarterly makes it not stressful. Yeah. And plus, again, it doesn't have to be a lot of food. I think that's a great idea to bring that back because for a while there was like the progressive dinner party. I was thinking about that, but then you shouldn't be drinking and driving. The one thing about dinner for eight is you connect with these couples on a regular basis and continual in the theme for Chasing Brighter is the desire for human connection and community. And I think that concept is really pretty amazing. Yeah. And the, I watched this woman. She's from Spain. She lives in America now and she's on TikTok. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. And she 
always talks about the difference between like Spanish mothers and American mothers and that she's never felt so isolated until she moved to America. Mm-hmm. And she said that in Spain, every day after school, everyone goes to the park, people stay outside and that it's you don't just socialize Friday, Saturday, Sunday throughout the week. You'll host somebody. You'll just go to people's houses throughout the week. And that's so interesting because it's like, why do we only wait till the weekend? What would be the big deal if as if you took turns? Hey, I'm going to make pasta night. Can you bring over Caesar salad and some bread and we'll hang out until seven? You know what I mean? And I just think that's interesting to think about. I think sometimes we think entertaining can only be Saturday, Sunday, but it can be something that's really simple. We celebrate Christmas in our home. And I think what is cool about Christmas is that your house is already decorated. So it's a yeah. great time to entertain because you, yeah. you have it decorated. Well, Halloween too. I think the fall season and into Christmas and New Year's for that matter, I think they all blend together where there is like always some decoration happening, which well, I agree. Yeah. And funny. I think for Thanksgiving, for our simple entertaining, I love appetizers. I think most people love appetizers. Am I wrong or do you want a meal? It depends. No, I'm fine. If I went out to a restaurant, I would want to just, I just want to taste a little bit of everything. So I love like a tapas or something like that. So we were talking normally. So our aunt was going to, was hosting Thanksgiving, but she's no longer doing that. And so we had been doing like a catering thing where we pick up this meal. We feel like every year the sides and the food get less and it gets more expensive. And so Justin and I, our kids have the whole week of Thanksgiving off. And so we are taking Thanksgiving off. The whole week. And so we were like, okay, how do we want this to be simple? And we're like, a oh, turkey is easy. Like, yeah. Let's, so we go, let's do, he goes, he was like, let's do a turkey. Gabby wants this mac and cheese from Costco. Mom, I showed mom this. I love no crumbs left. And yes. she has this gluten-free jalapeno cornbread that I want okay. mom to make. And then mashed potatoes. And this mashed potato hack I saw on Instagram, we have purchased the mashed potatoes from Sam's and Costco before they're already made and if you look at the ingredients it just says like potatoes milk salt uh-huh. right or whatever so you get those so they're already premium mashed potatoes then you put butter on the stovetop you brown the butter throw in garlic cook the garlic and butter and then just pour it on top of the mashed potatoes and serve and done sounds delicious so we're like like a turkey a few sides and then I want to do like a charcuterie board just appetizers throughout you know, the day I mean I agree I don't meal. I I think for Thanksgiving we will, because we talked about the fact that we're going to make, we will make a turkey for ourselves, just a turkey breast mm-hmm. even, or a couple turkey breasts. Like those are really easy to make and you don't have to overthink it. We cook our turkey breast in the Instant Pot actually, which is amazing because it's nice really? and moist. And I don't think Thanksgiving, depending on what your traditions are, like you're saying, you can buy store-bought mashed potatoes, not a lot of preservatives. Yeah. Right. Frozen, frozen corn. Mm-hmm. Not too challenging. You buy dinner rolls because you don't need to make yeah. them. Well, dad will make them. Dad will enjoy them. Oh, that's them, amazing so if you have somebody them. who will make them. But you can find good, like even from a local bakery, right? Like you can just, because yeah. you're not going to eat for like days. You need a couple rolls per person for one day. But Thanksgiving doesn't have to be that complicated. And I think it's partly figuring out what that is. I felt like maybe sometimes everyone gets wrapped up into the idea of what it is, but it's always yeah. more food than everybody needs. And I do think also, if you're hosting for a large crowd, it's a different story. Yeah. Because you have a lot more people to entertain and it does get more challenging. And even when we had... But make we, the turkey and have everybody bring a side. Yeah. Yes. 
And and that goes back to the purpose. When I think about Thanksgiving, it is not about the food, right? That's correct. To me, it's about hanging out with loved ones and having cocktails throughout the day. <laughs> and any of the entertaining tips for the holidays, any of them that I read, was just about an unhappy or stressed out hostess really detracts from the gathering in itself yeah. because you the hostess kind of sets the pace or the yeah. tone right of the gathering and so right. it makes pe- everyone uncomfortable if you're stressed out so you want to make sure that you can enjoy and relax for the event which i know is super duper hard right um but it really is why people are coming to to see you so yeah and I just, I think it's, if we think about, okay, we stress out because the house isn't clean. We don't have all this perfect food and who to invite. I don't know what it would be as something else that you would be stressed about. Like making sure everyone's, well, it's Kelly level of anxiety. Make sure everyone's like having a good time, making sure like kids aren't feeling left out. Um, Yeah. So I think that goes back to who do you invite? So it's you have relationships that are just chill, right? And people who are low maintenance. And so we're not talking about family necessarily at this point. Invite people who don't stress you out, right? Who you love and enjoy their company. And maybe that makes the gathering smaller. And also if there are people in your inner circle, you're not trying to have this perfect house. You don't need to have it look like you don't live in it. Yeah, no, and I then totally just have agree. To bring something, bring a bottle of wine and an appetizer. I think, It'll yeah, a great time for gatherings. Absolutely. It's hard I feel like it's just hard to, I feel like I have a lot of friends and when I have an, a, a gathering, it's I can't have everybody. And so it's like figuring out how to slot everybody in over time. Maybe it's because we've changed schools a couple of times, but I don't think I have a lot of friends. And I think I have just a handful of friends that I talk to. Everybody's a different level of friendship, but I just feel like there's just like a small group of people that I feel close to and then those other relationships I've given up. Yeah, no, I have I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of people I really enjoy hanging out with and I feel like I don't have enough time to spend with everyone either. Yeah. But getting back to some of the holiday entertaining stuff. So one of the things I found in my research I thought was super cool was just and I know you talked about decorating. So a couple of things even I've learned in decorating is like we're talking about during the holidays it's easy cuz your decorations are already there. When I did this luau theme party i really tried to think about decorations that were simple and not crazy and didn't take up a lot of space but i was able to keep a majority of them for like future parties which was great but one of the things that i did which i love and then i found that this is something that everyone recommends anyway is investing in some nice floral arrangements so flower arrangements are amazing because they last a while. So you get to enjoy it after the event as well. And although it can be costly, it's something that will stay. I have a hack too on this, but you tell me. Go, your to, go to Kroger, get a pot of daisies. It's $9.99, like in the plant mm-hmm. of daisies, $9.99. I have a whole bunch of mini ball jars, but I also bought a whole bunch of mini bud vases. Bud vases are the really skinny vases that you can just put like a single rose in. They're in the dollar section of Target one day. And I bought pink, clear, and blue ones. And because they're bud vases, you just have to stick like a few one stem, little daisies one in it. Two. So uh-huh. And daisies are so cute, yellow or the white. And then, or I put them in little ball jars. And then I wrap the jar with whatever that. So if it's Christmas, 
I would wrap it with a Christmas bow. Mm -hmm. I am crafty and that's very simple for me. So I would cut out a little cutout of that theme on my Cricut, like just print something out and stick it in. Maybe it'd be like a little happy new year stick or whatever. But anyways, that's a, that's $10 for little flower arrangements for all over your house. The other thing that I found was instead of getting, so when you get the flower arrangements, wherever you get your floral arrangements, you don't have to get it in the vase. You have a vase at home. Have you heard of these things called flower frogs? No. So there is, there basically are these flower arranger tools that you can buy that you can use to like do flower arrangements. So one of them is like a wire grid that you put over the top of a vase. Oh, I know what you're talking so about. So you can like strategically place all the mm-hmm. um, flowers. So I thought that was really cool because it it really, it's a way to easily distribute the -hmm. flowers within the vase or whatever in a way that looks very professional. And they're very cheap. You can buy them on Amazon. There's all different kinds. So those are pretty cool. And a lot of like big event planners, that's definitely one of their cheats is that they use these flower frogs or these wire grids that you put over the top of the vase. And if you, when you put your flowers in it, it'll hide the wire grid, but it keeps them in place, which is cool. What is something that our listeners don't know about your sister? Where did I work in? Jess, yeah, I forgot about that until you just said something. But yeah, you worked at a flower a flower shop when we were in college. Like and that was like years. the holy grail of jobs, Jess. A lot yeah. of people wanted that job. And I managed it. So I pretend I know how to arrange flowers. Did, but... didn't, did my roommate, did I have a roommate that worked? Did Jenny work there? When Jenny got me there? the job there. Okay. Okay, that's what it is. Jenny totally got me that job. But yeah, there are simple ways. It doesn't take a lot. And I've also just purchased inexpensive bouquets. Trader Joe's has great flowers. You can get like two $8 bouquets and then just cut them all up and just put them in small little jars and they make centerpieces. You're right. It's really cute. I think here's what we're talking about. There is a difference between entertaining to show everybody that you can have Pinterest worthy stuff and you're stressed out and you have anxiety, but you're trying to make it look perfect. And if that's something that you really enjoy doing. And I love crafting and I love making things. And so if I have the time and I prepare way ahead of the party, I will enjoy theming out my house for a party. Yeah. What you're saying is opting for simplicity with your decoration. People are there Mm -hmm. to spend time with you. It doesn't matter what the decor is. And at the end of the day, I think really going back to that, what it really comes down to for entertaining is prioritizing relaxation and enjoyment for you. In your gathering and the holidays are meant to be enjoyed. Don't get caught up in perfectionism. Really allow yourself to be mindful and grateful for that quality time that you're spending with your loved ones. As the hostess, that really helps enrich everyone else's experience too. Yeah, when you're not stressed out. Yeah. So I just, I want to encourage everybody to just focus on being in the present, having a good time. If you want to have a few people over, have a few people over. Don't make it a big deal. Just whatever feels right. If you want to just order some pizza, bottle of wine, perfect. I would show up for that. Kelly, would you show up for that? Absolutely. Just really tap into yourself and what your needs are and just try to relax and have a good time this holiday season. Yes. Thanks for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe so you can hear our latest episodes as soon as they drop. If you love today's episode, please share with another mom. And while you're there, it would be great if you gave us a five-star rating and review. We'd love to hear from you. 
you want to know more about Kelly and I, want to find more of our blogs, tips, tools, resources, check that out at ChasingBrighter.com. And we interact with you on Instagram and Facebook at Chasing Brighter. Thanks. We'll be here next week.